Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. That song was so powerful. So powerful. Um, I want to continue today just on the theme of knowing God as your father. And I don't think there's any way to really exhaust this topic. Because our father is so big, omnipotent, omnipresent, that it's, it's, it's kind of like an ongoing revelation and understanding of someone that is passionately in love with you. And he can't exhaust even the aspects of his desire to even minister to you. He, he can't, he, he's always thinking of ways in which he can reveal himself to you as his father. And the most fundamental truth for every Christian, I believe, is to know God as a father. Not this man way up there on a big chair in the throne, distant. One who is so close that he knows your every heartbeat. A.W. Tozer said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about you. Do you realize that? The way that you think about God as your father is the most important aspect of your life. It frames you. It grounds you. It stabilizes you. It holds you close and won't let you go. And I don't know what your experience is with your father. If I could take a poll, the scale would be on many different levels. There's some of you might have had a good father. Some of you might have had a distant father. Some of you might have been, had a, a mean father. Some of you might have had a passive father. Some of you might not even know your father. But whatever experience you have of, there's an invitation today that Jesus is going to give each of us because he wants to take your experience and your, your thought of what God is like, and he wants to take it up to the perfect father. He wants to introduce you to the perfect father who will never leave you, always believes in you. He sees you. He knows you. He understands you. He blesses you. He loves you unconditionally. And in that, 
you're complete and you're at rest in your heart because you're being embraced by a perfect father. So whether good or bad, Jesus wants to take us up into another realm of understanding the most perfect father there is. And to be filled with the fullness of it. And so in that, there is a battle going on right now over this generation. Because this generation is a fatherless generation. Stats are right now, there are more fatherless children in the United States than any other place in the whole world. Believe it or not. And that is by the breakdown of the family. The breakdown of the very uh, essence of, of, of the family unit in our, in our country. And this generation is facing pressures and challenges that no generation has ever, ever faced. And, you know, I'm from the, the, the boomer generation. And when we would ask somebody, we would meet somebody, you know, like if I met, you know, somebody my age, you know, I'd say, hey, what's your father do? What's your father do? Well, he's a fireman. Well, my dad's a, he's a lawyer, you know. And Well, my, my dad's better than your dad. No, he's not. You know, and it was just like, you know, you want to know what your dad is doing. Well, this generation doesn't ask that question. They ask the question, does your daddy still live with you? That's what they ask. And it's deep in the heart, in the core of, of every individual is to know that you're seen, heard, and understood, and also that you're blessed by a perfect father. And Jesus had a passion. It is what fueled him. And his passion was, wasn't to do the signs and the wonders and the miracles, although those were great. You know where his passion began? It began on a riverbank. It began when John the Baptist was baptizing and Jesus all of a sudden walks up. And it was a moment where John's like, wait, you want me to baptize you? And he says, yes, for it is fitting. Let me fulfill righteousness by doing this. And when Jesus stepped into the water, all of a sudden, the heavens opened up. And at that very moment, God spoke. God the Father spoke from heaven. And he spoke down directly to his son. And he said, hey, everybody, I just want you to know something. This is my boy. He's mine. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The pleasure of the father in knowing that he was his delight and that he was blessed by his father is what motivated him his whole life. That pleasure that he experienced 
is something that he pursued all the days of his life, and that was to reveal his papa to you. His passion was to manifest the presence of the Father to us. And it was his longing and his desire because he, it impacted him. See, you got to remember, Jesus was fully man, but he was also fully God. But in that, the man side of Jesus needed to know his papa was happy with him. And in that, that's what drove him, moved him. And in that, Jesus had two primary things that he wanted to do on earth. And that was to reveal the Father and to bring you and me to the Father. It's like, you know, I'll never forget the story, you know, a good friend of mine, David Kula, you know, for many years he was praying for his father um, for his salvation. And he, did, he didn't think he really had come to know the Lord. And um, he slipped into uh, dementia and, um, and then Parkinson's disease. So he was in a nursing home and he and his wife, Val, they would go and visit him on a regular basis on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday they'd go and see him. And he was just blank. You know, didn't know him, and he just didn't, it's like, you know, you're checked out. And all of a sudden, one day, they're sitting there thinking, well, I don't know if this is, you know, making any difference. And as they were sitting there, all of a sudden, his eyes became clear, and he was there. And he looked at him, and he said, I just met Jesus, and he led me to the Father. What an incredible encounter. I just met Jesus, and he took me by the hand. He said, hey, you want to meet my papa? And he took him to the Father, and he gave revelation of the Father to him. The revelation of the Father is, is primarily contained within the New Testament. The Old Testament, it is the Word of God, inspired Word of God. But the fullness of the revelation of the Father, heart of God, is in the New Testament. Why? Because the fatherhood of God could not be revealed in full measure until Jesus arrived. Because remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when we looked into, when the people looked into the eyes of Christ, they were looking into the eyes of the Father. When he affirmed them, loved them, cared for them, it was the Father. And so he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's why he said to his disciples, what do you mean, show me the Father? That's what Philip said. Just show us the Father, and it's enough. And he said, have I been with you so long that you just don't know what I'm trying to do here on this earth? When you've seen me, you've seen Papa. He was the only one that could reveal, because see, in the Old Testament, God the Father was kind of like 
seeing in a glass dimly or just seeing into a mirror that's not really clear. But the bottom line is that Jesus is the complete manifestation of the Father to everyone. Matthew eleven twenty seven says this. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. So within the Godhead, they had a special relationship. God the Father, God the Son, they were tight. They were one. And in this special relationship, all of a sudden what's happening now is there's an invitation to come into the midst of this relationship, and it's through revelation. It's through Jesus revealing his dad to you. He's introducing you to his dad. But it's only through Jesus that you get the revelation. It isn't through any other means. And so in that, the, what you think of God is what is most important to you. So what you think of God the Father, good or bad, average, below average, whatever it might be, Jesus says, I want to take what measure you do have, understanding of the Father, and I want to take you into a realm of perfection to get to know the perfect Father. So he wants to take you to levels of understanding that you don't have right now. And it's okay. But what you do have, he's going to supersize it. You ever been to McDonald's? And he said, you know, and you get, you get a, you buy a meal and, hey, would you like to supersize those fries? Would you like to get a little bit more? Because those fries are good, aren't they? Oh, my God. McDonald's French fries. Oh. Huh? They have to be hot. That's true. If they're not hot, there ain't nothing. But they got to be hot. But Jesus, listen, Jesus responds to hunger. He responds to tenaciousness. He responds to an earnestness. And he responds to when you simply ask him. Because listen, John 7, let me get my glider. John 7, look at verse 7 real quick. John 7, I don't have this up on the board, but John 7, verse 7. Well, that's not it. It's in chapter 7. Ask of me. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you shall find. And it's not in John 7. So. Huh? Matthew 7, there you go. I knew it was in the New Testament. There we go. Matthew 7, wonderful. Verse 7. 
Yep, there it is. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Do you hear that? Okay, so Jesus is saying, if you want to know the Father, ask me. Ask me. And then he's saying, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what is there among you, a man who has a son who asks for a loaf of bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? So ask. How many of you in the core of your being that you want to know that you're heard, that you belong, that you're seen, and that you're blessed. Does anyone want that? Does anyone want that revelation to be given to you in your heart? Then go for it. And don't give up until you get what you're asking for. So I want you to understand that what is so different about this? See, we in America, we, we idolize knowledge. In this progressive, modern generation, we idolize knowledge and understanding in, in acquiring great knowledge. But that can be a stumbling block because what we're finding out is that what Jesus wants to give you is not going to come through you reading about it. It's not going to come through you trying to figure it out. Well, you know, my, God, my dad was okay. You know, why do I need more? It, you get to the point where this, this, what I'm talking about, only can come through Jesus, and it comes through the means of revelation, not knowledge. You've got to understand that. You can't figure out that God is love. Because the issue, the problem is this. It's your head. It's going to have to come through revelatory knowledge that is released from our Savior. So we're dependent upon revelation, not knowledge. We're dependent upon Jesus saying, let me unfold who my dad is to you. So in that, it comes through revelation. So look with me, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. And this is directly related to this revelation, understanding it through revelation. He says, come unto me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, this is an invitation for those that are weary and burdened to come into rest. Weary and burdened and heavy laden, this is an invitation for us to come in to a place of rest on the inside. Whoo, take a deep breath, rest. And so in that, 
this rest is something that, that God has intended for us to, to live in and be in for the rest of our lives. This isn't something that you get just because you want to take a vacation and get rest. This is entering into rest on the inside. Rest where you cease from all your striving and you know that he is God. Cease from striving to find that father that you've been looking for all your life. There's many people that have such a longing to know God as their papa. They're in search for it right now. And many people are searching for the Father's love in all the wrong places. It doesn't come through a place that you arrive to. It comes through revelation, through Jesus. You know, at an early age, uh, when I was born again and uh, baptized in water and in the Spirit, in 1984, I had an encounter with God as my Father that absolutely transformed my life when I came up out of this experience that I had I knew in my heart that I had a father I knew I had a papa I knew his presence was in me and it's like I, I could just sense his arms wrapping around me and holding me deep inside and giving me that security of knowing that there is no better place than being in the arms of the Father. And I believe that what we are experiencing today in these times, the pressures are increasing. The chaos is multiplying. Lawlessness is abounding. And to prevent us from buckling under these pressures that we're going through is going to come through this revelation of, of seeing God as your Father. Because you know what? Let me just say this. When Papa comes into your house, there's a sense of knowing that everything is going to be okay. Because Papa's in the house. Everything is going to be all right. You know, when he, when he shows up, it's like, wow. We can all just relax now because he's here. And when he's, when he's here, when he's in your, in your home, in your house, it's like nothing else matters. You're embraced and loved and known. So the revelation of the Father is really, is really unfolded in the book of John. The Apostle John was one that, that gives revelation of the Father's love in a way that is so... Anywhere else in Scripture, John understood it. He's the one that rested against the bosom of Jesus. He's the one that said... Oh, I'm his favorite. I'm the one that he loves. By everybody else, all the other dudes in this, you know, discipleship thing, I'm the one. He loves me. Well, I mean, he, he just understood the revelation of God as, as a father. And so I want us to look at John 5, verse 43. 
And Jesus is speaking to the Jewish people, and he says, I've come in my Father's name. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. See, Jesus came as a representative of God the Father, and he came in his Father's name. So that means he was sent by the Father. He was given authority by the Father. He was, he was the, 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 very like, the very likeness of the Father. So he says, but if anyone else comes in their Father's name, you're going to receive him. So like if I came in the midst of everybody and I said, hey, I'm here in the fine name. And it's a good name. Well, he's saying, you guys would receive him. But he says, I'm coming in my father's name, and you don't receive me. He's like, what's up with that? You'll accept everybody else's name. Why don't you receive me in my father's name? Then John 8, 19 says this. This was a dialogue between Jesus and the religious leaders of the Jews. Verse 19. So they were saying to him, where is your father? And Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. So to know Jesus is the only way to know the father. So the Jewish leaders They didn't know the son, therefore, they didn't know the father. And they didn't know the father because they didn't receive the son. See, it was a two-for-one package. And so in that, they could not come into this understanding as God, as a father. So Matthew 11, verse 27, Jesus is speaking and he says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son, Jesus, wills to reveal. Do you think it's Christ's will to reveal his Father to you? It is. It's his total will. That's his will. That's his desire. That's why he came. Ask him, and he's going to show you the Father. See, no pastor can lay hands on you and say, give him the Father. No one can share with you and and give you understanding of the Father. It is only through asking Jesus, would you reveal the Father to me? It's the only way that we come to understand this revelation. And then I want you to read, uh, let's look at um, verse 28 and what it says here. It says in verse 28, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. So if you're carrying burdens and struggles that are just too much for you, he's saying, come to me and I'll give you rest. And, And then Jesus is saying, The rest I'm going to give you is just the start. It's just the beginning. Because you're going to enter into also 
the Father's rest. And in that, you're going to be able to find such deep satisfaction in your soul. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for my souls. For my yoke is easy. What do you think his yoke was? Jesus had a yoke. You know, oxen, they put yoke over the oxen. What was Jesus? What was his yoke? His yoke was to do the Father's will. And he says, and my burden is light. What was, Jesus had a burden? You know what his burden was? That was to obey his Papa, to obey his commands. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're struggling, if you're perplexed, if you're anxious, if you're frustrated, if you're not satisfied, if you've just had it, I, I want you to know there's a life-changing revelation that will secure you on the inside in a way that you've never known before, and that's the revelation of God as your Father. It really brings you into rest, true security, True stability. Because, you know, I, what I find is in a lot of the generation that, have, that mom and dad split up, I know that sometimes I'm sure fathers try to explain to the children, listen, I'm really sorry. I, 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 I just, I know you don't understand, but I just want you to know it, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Well, you know what? As best any way a parent can explain, it's not your fault. Guess what the child believes? It was their fault. If I had only been better, done better, or said something better, then my mom and dad would not be split up. And, and in that, 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 that core basis, the belief that I'm the problem, is what's preventing people to enter into the fullness of the revelation of God. Because they say... If that's what God is about as a father, I don't want to have anything to do with it because it only brings pain into my life. I'll accept Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I'm going to heaven. But this father stuff, mm -mm, not for me. So the reality is, is that it, it shapes your very, because what's happening? I'm seeing a generation of people where their foundation has been crushed. The very foundation has been crushed. It's like they've taken a hammer to the foundation of individuals' lives. And it's in, it's in shambles. And then you try to put pressure on top of a, of a shaky foundation. And guess what's happening to a lot of people? They collapse under the pressure because the foundation has been destroyed. So the revelation of fatherhood in the true sense of a perfect father, restores that whole foundation that has been shattered. It makes it all right. So that you can put as much pressure on that as you want, and guess what? You're not going to crumble. You're not going to be buckling under. You're not going to be given into all that's going on and say, I've had it. Take me out of here, Jesus. So, so in that, God wants to restore the foundations of many people. 
So I want to briefly, I shared on this briefly last week, and I want you to understand something, that when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. See, the reality is, is that Jesus is, is the way that we come into this understanding. He is the way in which we come to know the Father. But what is the destination? We're all on the way. But the understanding is Jesus says that no one comes to the Father except through me. So we have Jesus as the way, the truth and the life, but the destination, yeah, we are all going to heaven. But the destination is, is to be embraced by the Father. You're going home to the Father in your heart, and actually this is a destination that he wants you to experience here, now, on this earth, and you don't have to wait till you get to heaven. Jesus is the way, and I know there's many people that are on the pathway of the way right now. But I believe with all my heart, there are many that have not yet reached your destination, which is to be embraced by the Father, to come to know the Father, to come to know Him as your Papa. And that's what He wants to do in your heart right now, to understand this reality as something that's going to take your life to a level that you've never known before. So, do you all feel really rested on the inside? Are you all at rest? I think there's a lot of unrest. I do believe there's a lot of anxiety. I do believe there's a lot of turbulence inside people's hearts. And I believe that God wants to just simply put his arm. You know what I love about when it says in the Passion Translation, in, in the Psalms, it talks about the wraparound love of God. The wraparound love. God wants to wrap his arms around you and hold you and say, you know what? It's going to be okay because Papa's here. And I'm your perfect father. And I'm going to lead you and show you all that you need to know. So our destination is the father. And so there's a couple things that, is the, that are results of knowing God as your father. Number one, it gives you a sense of personal identity. You know who you really are because he knows you. And in that, there's an identity at your core of knowing that dressing up, putting on makeup, putting on a show, you're not giving a personify. You're not trying to give a fake person. You know who you are. And in that, your identity as the father's son or the father's daughter is so securing inside your heart. And, and because, you know, in the New Testament, you know, when you read about the, the genealogies of, of the people, uh, it, was, it was, they would give a person would known in their identity by, by their name. Like, like you're the son of, of Judah or, or the son of, of Malachi or the son of, of 
George, you know, whatever it is. But you were known by your name, your last name of your father. So we have many faceless, rootless, wayward people that don't know who they are because they haven't come to know the Father. Your real identity comes through your Father and His name. The second thing that you will discover as you come into the fullness of the Father's love is you know that you have a home. You have a home. And home is kind of like where the heart is. In your home, in your heart, it's, it's a place where you're just able to relax. You know, you can sit on the couch when dad's sitting in the lounge chair and he's kicked back. You, you know, you know what? It's all going to be okay. I'm at home. And so, yeah, heaven, we're all going to heaven, but our destination is to sit in Papa's living room. And that's where you have home. And so we're all going to a home. And there's no better place than going to our Father's house. The third thing that comes through knowing the Father is total security. John 10, 29, my Father who has given to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I was actually praying into this verse the other day, and I had a revelation in my mind's eye of little Sam Jr. I was sitting in my Father's hand. I was sitting in the, in the kind of like the cup of, of his hand, and then I saw his big old hand just come around mine and just hold me. And you know what? When you're in the Father's hands, no one can take you out of his hand. No one. No one. Trust me, his hand is big enough and strong enough to hold you close and never let you go. And that sense of security of knowing that you're in the Father's hands and that whatever comes against you is not going to be able to destroy you because the Father's hand is all around you. You know, we're living in times right now when it's getting darker and fiercer out there. And it's not going to get any easier. If you haven't gotten that news bulletin, it's not going to get any easier. But in the midst of all that, you're in good hands. You're in good hands with the Father. And the Father's going to take you through all that is going to be unfolding. The fourth thing that comes through knowing the Father is I would call uh, spiritual stability. But I would also even say that it gives you a foundation inside of you that's an anchor there's an anchor in you that's going to hold you and never let you go let me just share this scripture real quick this i think ephesians 3 verses 14 through 16 probably are some of the most 
amazing penned words that man has ever written. As Paul was writing this, he says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Just think about it. Your name right now, where it came from, where it was derived from, it didn't come through your genealogy. It came from your papa. Your name came from heaven. It didn't come any other place but through heaven. So that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man that your core would come to know this revelation. Paul is saying, I humble myself. I mean, he's bowing down before the Father on behalf of everyone that this revelation of the fatherhood of God would be imparted to every person on this earth. So the fact is, behind every family is the fatherhood of God. He is the architect of your family. So every family is really an expression of God the Father here on earth. So knowing that we have a father, it brings stability to your heart. You know where you come from. You know who you are. And so no longer can fear have a hold on you. Fear puts you in bondage. It's slavery. It, 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 it just basically destroys your very personhood. And in that, God the Father, through His Son, kicked fear to the curb. He's saying, get out of here. This is my daughter, and this is my son. And no longer will you have a hold on them. Because now they've been adopted into my family. They've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of my beloved son. And they are secure in me. So you don't have to fear anymore. See, what, what happens, I think, in the core of anyone who has lost a mom and dad, mom and dad split up, is that at times deep in the heart of individuals is that you're always wondering, when is the rug going to be pulled out from under me? Because this saying, we're on shaky ground right now. And you're thinking, is this going to ever happen again? But Jesus translates you and takes you out of that frame of mind and he puts you into his father's kingdom. And, and the last thing I always want to share before I wrap it up is that knowing God as a father brings a knowing that you're going to be defended and taken care of. John 12, 1 through 7, I love this because this is a picture. Because remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So Jesus is demonstrating how to take care of a bully. He's demonstrating how you take the bully and you kick him to the curb. And he defended his disciples. So look at this. Jesus was going through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples became hungry and began to pick the heads of the grain and eat. 
But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. They were trying to frame them. They were trying to set them up. But Jesus said to them, Have you not read what David did when he became hungry? He and his companions, how he entered the house of God and they ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those with him, but for the priest only, alone? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath, are innocent, and are innocent? But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire compassion and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. They wanted, they wanted to, to basically bring the law against the disciples, have them never go into the, the synagogues ever again to be excommunicated from the temple and basically be reprimanded before everybody. And all of a sudden, Jesus stands up, and, you know, he, he had a way. He probably had his boys behind him, and he stood up, and he said, what are you talking about? He said, would you just get away from my boys right now? And he set them in, in place, and he, he basically stood up and defended his disciples when the Pharisees wanted to put him in prison. And in that he stood up and he protected them from the bully. And I love the thought that God stands up at moments in your life and he says, enough is enough to the devil, who is a big bully. And he says, get out of here. I don't want you to touch my daughter. I don't want you to touch my son. I am here and I'm in charge. Now be gone. That's what a father does. A father stands up and says, you know what? Enough is enough. Come on, get out of here. Just, just get out of here. Leave. He defends you. A father defends you and protects you. That is a perfect father that he, Jesus, is wanting us to come into understanding. So I just want to recap the Father, number one, brings you identity. Number two, it gives you just um, a sense of knowing that you are all right and you are okay in your skin. Number two, we're looking at the fatherhood of God helps us understand that we have a home. Number three, it gives us a sense of security. And number four, it gives us a knowing that we're going to be defended from the bully. And that's what a father does. And this is an invitation from Jesus to us. He says, ask. Knock and seek. And I will reveal to you the love of my father. It's something that he wants to do in the hearts of many people. Because I believe that on many different levels, there's a cry in many people's hearts. Does somebody really know me? Understand me? 
love me just the way I am. You don't have to perform. You don't have to do a song and dance. You don't even have to be perfect to come into this revelation. He just says, come unto me. Come unto me. And I want everyone here to know that you might be on the way, but I want everyone here to come into your destination as God is your Father. I want you to come into the revelation of knowing that Jesus stands before you with open arms saying, ask me now and let me reveal to you my Papa. I believe this revelation is going to bring healing to a lot of your hearts. Some of your hearts have been broken, hurting, been misunderstood. You felt ostracized. You kind of felt like you were kicked to the curb. But the good news is that the revelation of the Father's love is going to bring healing to your heart and give you that sense of peace that you've never maybe have known before. So I just want us to pray, and I, I, I believe that this is going to be a, a revelation that's going to be ongoing. I don't know when and how the Lord is going to do it, but I know that He responds to hunger. And if you reach out to Him in hunger, He's going to meet you and bring healing to your heart. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, that, Lord Jesus, you would give this church revelation of your Father, where our hearts and minds and spirits are designed to cry out, Abba, Abba, Papa. I pray, Lord, that the cry of everyone's heart here to know the perfect Father would be met through revelation today. I'm asking, Lord, that you would release revelation in this church. That we would come to know God, the God of the universe, as our own Father. And I thank you, Lord, for this revelation that's going to bring healing and restoration to many hearts in this room. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Amen.